We are so excited to announce that our book, Moving to Colorado, is available for purchase on Amazon. If you are thinking of moving to Colorado or know someone who is, this book is the perfect resource. You will find answers to questions like what are the best neighborhoods, what are the best jobs available, and what is the average cost of living. Moving to Colorado should be fun and exciting, not stressful and full of unknowns. Use this book as a blueprint for a broad range of information about housing, neighborhoods, culture, lifestyle, taxes, employment, and even the weather. It's complete with research, details, and personal experience from both a newcomer and native's perspectives. Moving to Colorado, a guide for what it costs and where to live on the front range, will help you reduce the unknowns so you can plan your move with ease. Go to hashtag coloradolife.com book to get your copy on Amazon. Did you know Pikes Peak wasn't always called Pikes Peak? Throughout history, Pikes Peak has been called El Capitan, Grand Peak, Great Peak, James Peak, Long Mountain, and the many Native American names it had as well. Zebulon Pike, who explored the area in the early 1800s and attempted to climb the mountain, referred to it as Highest Peak, which later became known as Pike's Highest Peak, which was then later shortened to simply Pike's Peak. I'm Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native. I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newcomer. And we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado. And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we share accessible adventures to help you explore like a local. In today's podcast, we're sharing an in-depth look at what you can expect when visiting the Paint Mines Interpretive Park. We find this to be a really unique and colorful experience like nothing else in Colorado mostly because it's located out east on the plains and not an activity that you need to travel into the mountains to explore. So if you're looking for a really fun, short day trip that doesn't cost any money, you will definitely enjoy exploring the Paint Mines Park. Yeah, when you think about Colorado, you know, almost everybody goes immediately to the mountains and all the things that there is to do there. And you don't really think that literally about half of the state is just plains. Mm-hmm. And there's there are a few things to do out there. There's some, like, grasslands and some protected prairies, stuff like that. But this is one of those things. So this is especially easy if you are maybe a newbie to the state or you are feeling like a way lesser of a hike and you don't feel like going up and down and doing some rock climbing. This is like an easy, easy hike that's still equally as beautiful as anything in the mountains. So the Paint Mines is an interpretive park and I don't know what makes it interpretive. I've yet to be able to figure this out. But this is indeed what it's called, the Interpretive Park, and it's located in the eastern plains of Colorado in El Paso County, which is the same county that has Colorado Springs in it. And it's about one mile south of Calhan, Colorado. It's one of those really unique hiking spaces because it covers over 750 acres of prairies and grasslands and even some wetlands and has about four miles of hiking trails. Um, It also features these large, colorful rock formations called hoodoos, which are made out of sandstone and really beautiful colors. Each year, the park is visited by avid bird watchers and nature lovers, as well as geology enthusiasts. And also something to note is that the Paint Mines is designated by the National Park Service and is considered protected land. So when you're visiting, be sure to keep that in mind. How were the Paint Mines formed? Well, the Paint Mines were formed over many millions of years due to wind and erosion. It's kind of like a a drainage basin, I guess. Canyon formations where the, the water kind of flows down and it erodes it, and it leaves behind these really beautiful exposed layers of, well, different rock and the different colors of the rock, and that's how it gets the name, the Paint Mines. Also, many hoodoos, which... 
I didn't know what the heck a hoodoo was until I had to look this up. But hoodoos are similar to like spires or columns, um, but they are kind of an uneven shape due to the way that they are eroded, where it's like layers of softer rock with harder rock, and there's usually like a really large like mushroom, larger boulder kind of on the top. And this is actually how the park received its name from these hoodoos and colorful layers of rock and sandstone, um, the paint mines, because it looks like someone painted them. And so it's like, think of it as like a giant grassland at one point, and then over time it eroded into this really big ravine, revealing all these really pretty colors. And these pieces of earth were even collected by American Indians for different shades of paints for pottery and other items that they painted. So if you ever wondered why colorful Colorado became a theme in the state, this park is one of the main reasons why. So how do you get to the paint mines from Colorado Springs? As we mentioned, it is in the same county as Colorado Springs, so it's pretty close. Basically just drive east for about 40 minutes on Highway 24 until you arrive at Calhan, Colorado, or it's about 90 minutes if you're coming from Denver. You're gonna keep an eye out for the paint mine road to find the park. Yeah, it's a really easy thing to find. It is off the beaten path, and when you're out in the prairie, you just really see absolutely nothing. So you wouldn't even know that this existed unless you were just happened to be driving down it. You're driving along and you're like, uh, am I going the wrong way? And all of a sudden you'll just keep going and you'll start seeing all of the rock formations. And you're like, nope, this is definitely the right spot. Yeah, everything is really flat and prairie-like, so it's hard to imagine that there's this really beautiful hidden geological site somewhere soon. But just keep driving. You'll see this colorful ravine that has been eroded over time and those are the paint mines formations. Let's talk a little bit about what you can expect when arriving at the paint mines. There's three parking lots, so it should be no problem to find a parking space. Um, they're kind of just spread out a little bit, but they're easy to get to and they kind of all connect the main uh, hiking trail that goes through the park itself. And everything here is completely free. So you don't have to pay for admission, you don't have to pay for parking. So if you can just like, you know, pull up, find a parking spot, you're welcome to go there for the day. As far as bathrooms, there is only one basic bathroom facility on the site, um, so you may want to take a bathroom break before you get to the location. Picnic tables are also available in the area, but it's not super developed, so it's pretty much just open space, and there are a few tables here and there, um, and the park is mainly open just for hiking and exploration, so there's not like any designated open spaces or anything that's super developed. You can also expect to see many historical signs that kind of give you some clues and some information about what you're seeing exactly and how it formed while you're walking around on the trails. Uh, the interpretive signs display facts and like some tidbits and history throughout the area. And you can just like, you know, walk through, learn about the wildlife, learn about the history. Makes it kind of fun and interpretive? Is that where it comes from? Mm -hmm. So going through, don't be surprised to see quite a bit of wildlife. Like we said, this is a very popular place for bird watching, so you can expect to see quite a lot of birds um, here, specifically like some owls, some geese, uh, morning doves, even some ducks. Also, when you're walking along, you might notice some artifacts and little tidbits on the signs that talk about, you know, the artifacts that they have found here. So like things linking us humans to our past, you know. It's 9,000 years ago finding arrowheads from this space. Yeah, another thing that you'll definitely see there are a lot of small ground animals like prairie dogs, um, coyotes, foxes, and that sort of thing. So um, with all of the birds of prey, there are definitely a lot of ground animals there as well. 
One of the main draws to visiting the paint mines is that it features three to four miles of trails, of hiking trails, um, with very little elevation gain. You mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but it's a very nice place to go if you're looking for an easier hike, um, especially if you have kids or anyone who is not accustomed to the elevation yet. The park is open from dawn until dark, as it states on their website, seven days a week, so you can plan a trip to go pretty much any time of the week. The best times of year to visit though are fall and spring, but definitely avoid visiting after like a big rain or a snowstorm when it's muddy because there's a lot of washout areas and a lot of places where the trails will be closed due to the fact that it's really muddy and unsafe and they also want to protect the land and the trails that are in there. Yeah, that's definitely something that is a major problem. I mean, the more people that come there, the more, you know, eroded the trails are going to become. And then this is on top of that, a drainage basin. So when it rains, all of that water gets, you know, washed into like one place. So everything really can like be susceptible to being washed out very easily. Definitely avoid this if there's going to be a big rainstorm or if there was one recently. It's a very fragile ecosystem, like we said, with birds of prey that inhabit the park. And so for that reason, dogs and other pets are not allowed. And horses and bicycles are also not allowed at the park. Um, and I don't know why we have to say this, but also don't bring your motorized vehicle into the park. <laughs> because like we said, the park's ecosystem is very easy to disrupt and you need to be respectful of the area. They're trying to preserve, you know, the landscape and the formations that are there. So all of the wildlife and the rocks and the historical artifacts are protected by law within the boundaries. So this also means try to stay on the trail best you can. Uh, don't go chasing any of the wildlife. Don't go climbing on any of the rocks. Yeah, I mean, something to think about is just take only pictures and leave only footprints. That being said, there are quite a few popular trails to hike at the Paint Mines Park. Um, the main one is the Paint Mines Trail, and it's a three and a half mile loop uh, that goes through the park, and it's it's considered a pretty easy walk, and it is. It's a little bit like up and down, but it's not too bad at all. So it's definitely something that you can do if you just, you know, want to take it easier. And there's like two or three other shorter trails if you prefer to just like get there, do a short hike, and then just do a loop and come back. Along the way, you are very likely to see some wildflowers and birds, anything like that, especially if you come out there in the spring or late summer to see the wildflowers. We went there this last spring and it was beautiful with wildflowers. A few other things to consider are bringing really good hiking shoes or boots, um, extra layers of clothing since Colorado's weather is obviously unpredictable, and you're going to be on the plains, so don't expect to see a lot of trees. <laughs> you may want to bring some sunscreen, a hat, and a lot of water um, because it can get really hot during the summer months. So despite the fact that Colorado is really known for its mountains and many people visit this state just to go to the mountains, this is definitely something you don't want to miss out on. It's a constantly changing landscape because of all the erosion. So the paths that you can take, you'll be there one year and you'll remember something. And then you'll go there the next year and you'll have to take a completely different path because the old one's been washed out or something. So this is an ever-changing, always beautiful place to go. So really don't skip out on it just because it's not in the mountains. At the end of every episode, we like to wrap up with a tip for finding free or affordable activities. And this episode is a little bit different since the entire episode is actually budget friendly. As mentioned, the Paint Mines is completely free to enter, free parking, and is only a short drive from Colorado Springs or Denver, which makes it a great day trip adventure. And since it's open from dawn until dark, it's a very convenient way to get out with your friends and family and enjoy the state. All you may need to purchase is some gas to fill up your car and any other snacks or water that you may want to have along the way. 
All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. To learn more about this episode and the resources we shared, visit our website, hashtag coloradolife.com. Have you been to the paint mines? We'd love to hear what your experience was over on Instagram at hashtag coloradolife. And when you're over on our website to check out our blog post that goes with this episode, we have a really cool map that we share of the whole area and you can map out your own hiking guide adventure. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, get out there and enjoy our beautiful state.